have some prompt questions as well that you can use throughout the day. I literally have three um, post-its on in front of my computer. Okay. So one of them is what is the 20% of the work that is going to lead me to the 80% of the results? And then the second question is, is this actually the 20% of the tasks or the people or whatever that are driving me the 80% of the headache? And then there's the last one, which is really good for when the days where you're procrastinating. Am I being productive and achieving things or am I just being active and doing anything just to pretend that I'm working? Welcome to a new episode of My Generation with Ines. The podcast that challenges different perspectives on different topics and brings one that my generation would love to hear. So hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of My Generation with Ines podcast, where we challenge perspective and give you a different one. Today, my guest is actually a dear friend that I, we worked together in the same team before in my ex-organization, so I'm very glad to have her. She's a curious explorer by nature, as she describes herself. Throughout her life, she has lived in five different countries and had the opportunity to visit and explore 50 plus of them. In the past eight years, she facilitated conferences, workshops, and coaching sessions to over 3,000 people from 100 plus countries. She currently helps people and organizations explore their purpose and bring their transformation dreams into reality with the use of different proven methodologies such as human-centered design and experimentation. So today with Daphne Sartorio, we're going to talk about conscious productivity, how to show up and avoid the busyness trap. Daphne, welcome to the show. Thanks. That's a very official introduction. I was like, oh, maybe I should have written like a shorter thing for LinkedIn. But okay, no problems at all. How do you feel? How do you feel when you when someone like reads your biography for you? That you that you have it on LinkedIn. <laughs> it's like imposter syndrome just hits, you know, and you're like, mm. oh my God. Mm. But it's all good. So is that really me, right? Yeah, 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 I get it. Do you have it off? Super happy that- to be here. Thank you. Do you have it often now that you mentioned imposter syndrome? I think so. I think it's less and less often, to be honest. I think now, especially with the with the whole conscious productivity and the mentoring, when mm-hmm. I started this, I was like, okay, who am I to actually mentor people and, and support them? Because mm-hmm. I'm not like a psychologist or anything. So I think a little bit on that angle, but then I think it's something that's been less and less. So amazing. Yeah. Um, so for all the listeners, uh, I was mentioning that uh, Daphne and I, we work together in the same organization. And I'm telling you guys that Daphne was one of those, you know, hustlers that all the team looked up to in terms of like productivity and like things to be done and uh, discipline. I think you were one of the most disciplined people I have ever met. Um super disciplined like with the gym with the workout with the things organized and we want to we want to dive into that today um but um would be great if we um have like a bit of um overview of what have you been doing for the listeners to get to know you more so you worked in innovation that's how also in our team back then you were doing uh, network innovation i remember uh and then after that you worked in uh, innovation again and now you're doing a lot of things with experimentation design, if you can maybe elaborate on what you're doing right now. Yeah, sure. Um, I think that first thing, I am originally from Brazil, from Rio. I actually 
had a uh, long experience in the sales aspect, let's say. So I, I worked with business development for a long time. Um, I joined Isaac, an organization that I think a lot of people might know. Uh, I worked at Isaac for more than seven years. So that's also how we met, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, well, I did a big career change, let's say from 2016, from 2017. So that's indeed when I moved from kind of like sales and I would say product as as well to innovation uh, and also doing a little bit of product on that. As you know, a lot of things changed on that yeah. year uh, from our side in our team. But um, but then after this indeed, I worked uh, as an innovation coach, let's say at ING, which is one of the biggest banks uh, in the Benelux. I currently uh, live in Antwerp, Belgium, of course. Uh, and then two years ago, I joined a company called OneUp. So it's all, all, mm-hmm. almost two years, let's say. And I'm also doing innovation. So I'm basically a consultant for bigger corporates who want to uh, experiment and test out their ideas. So it's not kind of like a usual consultancy job where you go there and you tell people what to do. So my job is really building the businesses and launching them. And that's what I really love about it. I could talk about it for hours, but most yeah. of the of the projects I've been working on are around sustainability and impact. So they are really exciting ones. And yeah, I think that's it. And then of course, on the side, uh, there is a lot about uh, mentoring, conscious productivity. And yeah. uh, at one up, I'm also leading the innovation, let's say innovation execution department. Uh, awesome. So, yeah. So in your journey, I remember, um, you were posting uh, around the productivity and tips uh, and how to get there, etc. But I want to know, like, for you personally, in your own journey, how did that click? So what was like the root cause of, you know, putting, uh, let's say, a discipline around a certain goal? Yeah, that, that's actually a really difficult question, because I was trying to remember when it started. And I I just cannot remember. I, I think like the first memory that comes to mind is actually from my childhood. So my mom tells, I mean, I don't have that memory. Of course, my mom tells me that, right? So she tells me that I used to come back from school when I was really young, like six years, seven years old. And I would go straight to my bedroom. And then she was like, hey, don't you want to kind of like take a shower, you know, do something else? And I was like, no, I'm just going to do my homework because then it's like everything's fresh in my head and I just want to get this done as soon as possible. And then I'm free to do other things. <laughs> this and is the dream of like, every mother. <laughs> it's just like not even like eating. And I was like, no, it's all here in my head. I need to go. And she said, I'll enter home like with a backpack, you know, not even remove my shoes or anything and just go like, and <laughs> <laughs> and this is really me and I was like oh wow that sounds very familiar but but I think so I think for me it's like I, I was also kind of like raised in this culture of get things done my mother my grandmother everyone they are really entrepreneurial and I think I was raised in this kind of culture of just shut up and do it uh being very honest and I think uh discipline of course falls into that one thing that I noticed is that in 2016, yeah, 2017 is actually when it clicked to me the difference between productivity and conscious productivity, let's say. Mm-hmm. So um, what I noticed is that I would get really burned out by trying to do a lot of things because yeah. I am a really curious person, as you know, and I think as are you as well. Uh, you are also the type of person who likes to explore and learn different things. And I noticed that a lot of times I would just get super exhausted and burned out because I was just trying to do everything and say yes to everyone mm. all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then I think my, my key problem was not that I would, um, let's say, not deliver things. I think I always delivered quite well. 
but then I would get burned out and exhausted and then it would be kind of like a loss for myself. Um, so yeah, and then I think what, what I noticed is that saying more yes to myself and more no to other people and then mm. focusing on what's really important for me, that's really when the click uh, happened and I started yeah. searching more about it. So talking more about this this click, uh, because something may, might happen that made you realize, oh, there were certain misconceptions that I had around productivity and this is not the, the way it should be done was it like work-life balance was it I mean you, t- you talked about the burnout um, but you, you still do a lot of things so ha- do you still feel that maybe your energy is a bit scattered all over the place or h- how was the differentiation so what's let's start for example mm-hmm. with what's the difference between productivity and conscious productivity yeah I think productivity uh, well, how people might think or the misconception of it, of course, is more like getting, well, a lot of input to actually have a lot of output or maybe even having less input to have more outputs or have more results. But mm-hmm. a lot of times what I notice is that what is really, why are we really doing that? So it's really about questioning why. And then, for example, a lot of times it will be things that are not even important to yourself, but for others, right? Mm. Uh, and I think in that year, the click that was there for me is that, for example, I wouldn't need to do everything that people were asking me to do or go to all the events that people would expect me to go, for example, mm. in the social life. So there was lot, also a lot of on not, not on work yeah, um, because that didn't give me energy. And then I think conscious productivity is about kind of like self-respect let's say, mm-hmm. uh, and knowing what's a priority for you. And of course, that's a journey, right? And we always fall back on the trap of like getting hustling and so on. So it's also, I would say, kind of like a mindset that you that you try to live on, but it's not like you're perfect all the time. Mm-hmm. I think that I'm not sure it was clear, but... Um, yeah, yeah. We can we can get clearer into that. So for example... If, if there is this opportunity that comes your way, right? And how, how what is the, your thought process to really think, okay, this is something that worth spending my energy. And maybe sometimes you, you do go through that process and you realize that, yes, this is worth my energy. And then halfway, you realize that it's not. So how do you first have that, that thought process to say yes at the beginning? And then how do you have the thought process to maybe say oh no this is actually not it when you are already halfway through for example yeah I think the second one is harder but maybe let's start Mm -hmm. with the first one (laughs) yeah for sure Uh, Um, so I know that I have a tendency to jump to anything that people ask me and say yes I know that's me my people pleaser side of myself you know Mm -hmm. um so what i what i know is that there is this kind of like energy i don't even know how to explain that i feel that gets like very excited to say yes and what i learned is to take a step back and say hey let me think about it and i'm gonna give you an answer by blah blah time of course sometimes it's really urgent and then you have to say okay of course i'm gonna get it done now but but i just learned to kind of like put a dog in a leash I don't know if that's you know something like just hold on for a bit yeah um, and then if I notice that I'm really like chaotic in my mind I usually go for a walk and then I try to assess mm. kind of like my feelings on that and then come back and say hey actually I thought about this and uh, this is how I propose most of the times nobody will die if you wait a couple of hours you know to to say yes or no and actually yeah. you'll be more respected for that I think that's a good thing so this is one and okay. then there's a second one Uh, which is about kind of like um, a technique that I learned that's more of a meditation one, let's say, um, which is really about 
thinking about former experiences where you had like a clear yes, a clear no, and a not so clear, you know, no, let's say. Mm -hmm. and, and kind of like noticing how you feel, how your body reacts, how your breath, you know, becomes and so on. And then trying to take a picture of that and then assessing in those situations when you say yes or no, um, if that's the moment. So is that, is that a definite yes? Is that a definite no? And you will know. Most of the times mm. you know that it's a no. That's an interesting one because, <laughs> yeah, it's really interesting. Like if, because I never really had the, the opportunity, like this is the first time I hear like, okay, well, if I think right now of my own experience and I would try to uh, remember when I said like, you know, the fuck yeah, you know, <laughs> then it's, yeah. And, and I can, I can list, you know, how I felt, how it was. Um, but what about the things that we should do, but they don't feel very exciting, but we have to do. And then when your discipline have to come. So for example, someone mm -hmm. have to go to the gym and uh, it's not a fuck. Yeah. I want to go to the gym, you know? So, <laughs> so that's for sure. <laughs> so how do, how do you do about the things that require that discipline, you know, that level of discipline um, and they are good for you. And it's like a self-care for your future self, uh, but you, but they might not feel that exciting maybe how do you do well yeah there? i think the first question i would ask is indeed is that um uh fuck yeah in the long term at least for you <laughs> that if yeah. it is then okay we have a good start right because what what i do feel as well is that a lot of times people they want to go to the gym for example just because other people are going to the gym and they think maybe that's a nice thing to do but they don't really feel it how this could actually help them right mm. it's more of a peer pressure society okay. pressure thing let's say um and then i think this is the first thing then you get you know like kind of like you get rid of that um kind of like why yeah. uh and then i think the second thing is really like how can you create some triggers for yourself on the moment i think there are a couple of things of course having um clear priorities and for me it's really so i'm going to give you an example of course there will be not every day you will be excited to go to the gym and maybe you'll not do a full workout but can you at least have kind of like a shitty day workout? So it's like, okay, I'm going to get there and I'm going to do five minutes and that's it, you know? And then if I want, I'm going to leave, but I did, at least I did that. So I, I think up. just this kind of, yeah, you know, just showing up and it doesn't mean that you have to do the full on thing. So today's an example. I, I was really, I was really feeling super bad in the morning. I went, I don't know how I got there. It's like, yeah. I, was like I don't know how I'm here today. Um, but, but then I, I didn't do the best workout of my life. It was not the best one, but I, I mean, I did it right. And that, that's you showed up. Yeah. 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 And I the remember. same with meditation. Mm. 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 Yeah. 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 I remember once I was actually having a very bad day. It was very low moment, but then it, like, I was like <laughs> putting on the, <laughs> the clothes, <laughs> literally it was very bad, but yeah. And then you feel good. Like, cause I don't know, you just showed up. Yeah. And why did you do it? When, when you actually had a situation because I knew I would feel better at when when I'm done with that you know it was mm -hmm. a bad day so at least I do that one thing for myself <laughs> um so going back to my question so you said uh, in order to know at the beginning if you should go for an opportunity and if it's going to be conscious productivity you would observe yourself uh, give yourself time and then answer uh, or try to remember how you felt when it was, you know, super duper yes. Uh, what about uh, halfway through and you realize 
this is wasting my energy and this is not conscious productive let's say so you say this is part is harder how do you do about that yeah it's harder because sometimes you just cannot you can just not get away from it right and you just have to finish it so i think that's also the discipline aspect that you said okay i put myself in this mess so i'm gonna finish it but what can i learn next time right because what, what i what i notice is that people also tend to say oh yeah i'm never gonna do this again but then the same situation happens and then they didn't stop to think about it. And then they do the same thing. They say yes again, you know, mm -hmm. when, when this comes up. So that's the most important thing. But I think there are ways to actually say no after you've said yes. So you can one say, hey, actually I was working on this or I thought about this and I don't think that makes sense. Here's why. And then list the reasons why this doesn't make sense. So try to prove a case. Of course, if this is for a boss or someone yeah. that you really have to report into, you need to kind of be smart, right? You can not just be emotional and say, ah, I just don't feel like doing it. No, come on. Mm. Just, why is that? Well, because maybe it's just that uh, the task is not relevant enough for a project, for example, or maybe it's not relevant for you, right? Mm. So I think um, this is one. And then the second thing is also potentially just being honest. And saying, hey, I actually, when I said yes, I thought I could manage, but I cannot. Apologies. How can we actually make it uh, happen? Moving on. How can we split the task? How can we delegate to someone? Mm. So, yeah. yeah, it requires humility. And I wouldn't recommend to do it all the time. But I think if you do it once, it's okay. Right. Yeah. I think also it's one of the things that you mentioned that it's about also a lot knowing yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, and you do also even in your blog uh, you publish around the end of the year reflections and how you do quarter reviews and I think that's very important because for example this year it happened for me that I dropped a certain personal project that was very dear to me but I had to drop it because I realized this is wasting energy and it's not the right time and it was hard it was really hard uh, mm -hmm. because you know when something you're passionate about and you spend a lot of hours and you know literally a lot of discipline was there but then I said okay this is not the right time and I felt it was scattered so I had to let go but it felt the right thing right um so how how do you is there like a certain maybe practical tips or maybe guide I mean I know these things like it needs a lot of inner work but how do you navigate that you mean in terms of dropping things or yes yes or or knowing yourself more in what you can take on and what you have to say no to when yeah. you when you go ahead and think what kind of questions you ask yourself you say like why but what else you can ask yourself um i don't know how do you do it i think there is a really cool uh by the way i just wanted to say good job on dropping the the things I'm very curious to hear more about those. I think it's very it's very difficult, right, to do that. And maybe I just quickly want to come back to that because I, I wanted to give an example and I had the same thing. So I was supposed to launch my, uh, actually the second round of my program now in, this, in November. So that's beginning of the month. But then um, I had Dutch classes at night. There is a lot happening at my job. Uh, and I was also convoked by the Belgian government to take this kind of like uh, social integration course because I've been living here for six years now. Mm -hmm. And they're like, yeah, it's time for you to kind of like officially complete integrate. this course. <laughs> yeah, integrate to society. <laughs> and, if, and you cannot say no, basically you have to pay a fine and it's like, a, it's really Jesus. crazy. And I was like, yeah. So then I said, okay, I don't have any evenings free. 
the Instagram thing was really suffocating me, like the thing of mm-hmm. like having to post all the time. And I, I was, I really had to make a decision and I had to come back and say, hey, I have to drop this now. It's either this or my health. Mm. That's it, you know. Uh, and then it felt good after. I mean, the during didn't feel good, but after one week, I was like, "Oh, actually, I feel way better." So I think this was the right decision. So yeah, I think sometimes you have to do hard things. Uh, I think it's yeah. similar to you, right? To your yeah. project, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Um, so, but I can go back to the other question as well. But I don't know if you have anything else to ask on this one. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm more curious around like um, what for someone who's like listening right now and um, getting to know the concept of conscious productivity for the very first time, what would be like uh, some practical tips to start, you know, navigating this concept or certain habits, let's say, uh, to practice? Let's start like with the small things, you know, when you build the wall brick by brick. So how do you uh, what would be your recommendations? To start yeah i think i think it was really good the the question that you asked before indeed so first before knowing i mean what your priorities are you need to understand yourself right so i think there is a very clear uh tool that you can use for that it's called the 30-day challenge mm-hmm. so uh w- what i what i did and i sometimes do and i also do with my uh mentees is that i ask people to just go uh do a journal for 30 days okay. around uh so you just basically of course run your day there are two variations, but I'll go with the simple one. So you finish the day and you ask, first of all, what gave me energy today, mm-hmm. right? Uh, second of all, what drained me energy today? Uh, and the third one is, what did I learn today? So one thing that I learned, mm-hmm. very simple. And then you, you do that for 30 days, you can do it for more. And then usually by the end of the 30 days, when you go and you look back, you'll see the patterns and you see like, oh my God, these mm-hmm. are the clear things that give me energy. These are clearly things that drain me energy. And then based on that, how can I adjust my life to kind of kind of like get rid of the training ones yeah. or at least make it a little bit more bearable, right? Because sometimes you have to do those things. And I think this is a good start because based on that, you can say, oh, priority wise, these are things that definitely need to stay, let's say. Yeah. in my routine, in my daily life. Um, and then I think based on that, uh, I always say, tell people to kind of like list the most important things and try to build a, a sort of a MVP, right? A minimal viable product uh, of your own routine and how that would work yeah. and try it out and then say, okay, this is how I'm going to try and then just iterate on the goal. That's yeah. the simplest way. Yeah. And it can be like simple because like for a lot of people, when you say journal, they be like, oh, I cannot like carry a book or whatever, but you can literally put this on the notes of your phone. Yes. Yeah. You can do it anyway. Yeah. Any way you want. Yeah. yeah. So, so doing this journal, what gave me energy, uh, what drained me and what did I learn for 30 days? That can be a practical tip. Any other things that you think can, um, accelerate let's say their journey for a productivity that is conscious yeah i think for sure there is one thing i even wrote it down uh so there is this life-changing trick but i think like first of all um i think the life-changing trick is understanding your triggers so Mm -hmm. just observe the situations that you put yourself into and say like okay i said yes to this and i really want to run away I think it's really important to kind of like take some time to think about those and then understand your triggers, right? So as I said, my trigger is to jump into yes and say yes to people. Mm -hmm. And then based on this, um, 
I have some prompt questions as well that you can use throughout the day. I literally have three um, post-its on in front of my computer. Okay. So one of them is, um, what is the 20% of the work that is going to lead me to the 80% of the results? Mm -hmm. So this is something for you to kind of like, okay, is this part of my 20%? Like, is this the thing that's really going to make me, you know, get a lot of results? So for example, answering an email, is that really the most important thing right now? Or should mm -hmm. I actually focus on, on another project? You know, something like that. Um, and then the second question is, is this actually the 20% uh, of the tasks or the people or whatever that are driving me the 80% of the headache? let's say, right? So <laughs> there, uh, uh, there's always, I think something, I think, yeah. does anything come to mind? <laughs> yeah, I'm laughing because, uh, <laughs> so the boss of my boss, she has this book, notebook, it's called People I Want to Punch. So it's basically, it has like on the cover, like the, the, the notebook, it has on the cover people I want to punch. So like when you say 80% of the people putting me the headache, that's what I correlated to. Okay. Maybe you shouldn't punch those people, but you can at least kind of say, okay, this is like, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you drop, you drop those things, right? Yeah. Either you drop them or you see, okay, I'm just going to put them in kind yeah. of like more automatic mode. So um, actually, this is a tip from Tim Ferriss, which I really mm. recommend. I think a lot of people know him, but yeah. if you don't, just really yeah. like it's it's really like his podcast is amazing, and this is part of the uh, Four Hour Work Week book. Week book, which... yeah, yeah. I was going to ask you because um, one of the things I checked in that book was around uh, the when what time do you answer? I was the, your emails because when you said about the emails, I remember that. Because, uh, for example, I work with that, so I don't check my emails in the morning when I start working. I don't do that. I start I'm working sorry. my tasks and then I check my emails. So, yeah, if um, if my colleagues are uh, listening, this is why I don't answer you in the first thing in the morning. You should also make a note, right? Tim Ferriss, Tim Ferriss tells you to kind of like put a automatic reply or something and just educate people that you don't do that. But maybe let's get to that. But he also gives that example. But what he says is that, well, he had his own business, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, what he noticed when he did a very kind of like in-depth analysis is that 80% of the results, kind of like the money that he was getting were coming from 20% of the clients. And then uh, there was always also this 20% of clients that were not giving him anything, but yeah. were generating him so much headache. And then he said, you know what? You don't give me any money. I'm just going to let you go. Or And he said that actually with one of them, uh, what he did was just to put at automatic kind of like account management. So he said, hey, this is what I can offer you. If you want, take it or leave it. And they, they remain. But all the work, you know, because they were all the time emailing like, hey, I don't like this. I don't like that. Just uh, finished. Yeah. So I think it's a nice thing uh, to think about. So this is kind of like the second post-it, right? Okay. Um, and, then, and then there's the last one, which is really good for when the days where you're procrastinating and you're pretending <laughs> that you're doing something really important. Yeah, um, I'm getting this, into that soon. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best one. It's like, um, am I being active? Uh, and achieving things or am I actually am I being productive and achieving things or am I just being active and doing anything just to pretend that I'm working basically mm -hmm. so I, I can uh, share you the right question later but it's something like that so basically mm -hmm. is it like 
am I here sitting in front of my computer, cleaning up my emails just to say I'm sitting here or yeah. am I really focused on a task? And I, and I think a lot of times I notice that I'm kind of like inv inventing things to do, you know, mm. uh, something like that instead of doing the things that are important. Ah, yeah, that, that's the thing that he said, sorry. So it's like, am I uh, doing the right thing or am I inventing things to run away from the actually important things that I don't want to be doing? Yeah. That's the question. That's super yeah. nice. And you know, right? You know when you are faking it <laughs> and lying to yourself <laughs> and you are inventing, right? Like, you know, it. I think deep down, we all know it. We're just like, go with it because it's a... It's a it's fun, it's right? Yeah. <laughs> You feel super productive, right? They're like, ah, oh, this slide needs more work. And then you're kind of like moving the, the slide back and forth, you know, inventing. It's like, this is not needed. Come so on. about procrastination, this <laughs> is a truth, a truth or dare questions kind of thing. So, because I do this sometimes and I catch myself when I do it. Like sometimes like when I have this to-do list, it's very important. And then I don't finish it all, but then I did other things that were not in the to-do list. I would write them <laughs> and do them. <laughs> I was like, I did this just to give myself that dopamine, <laughs> but they were not in the initial. Uh, and this is, I think, where I am inventing things to do uh, to feel mm -hmm. like productive. So, because what were those things important? Like the, the things that you had, for example, what kind of things are those? Yeah, it's like uh, that presentation or not really important. That's what I'm saying. Like, this is where <laughs> I catch myself and I'm like, this is where I am inventing things. <laughs> um. Okay, so I wanted to, yeah, exactly, because you, you already mentioned it, and that was like my next question around procrastination. Um, like we do have those days. I don't want to call them a bad day, you know, whether bad or good, who knows. Uh, but those days, let's say, when you feel low on energy, uh, the, the, similar to the, you know, the gym example that we had, you know, uh, when you feel low on energy, but you have to do it. But when it comes to work and like getting things done, sometimes it's harder um are there any certain practices you do uh to go through with that and start feeling yeah start feeling like you can go ahead with you know that big task and do it yeah i think i think there are two answers also to that question i think the first one is is it really needed for you to face the day totally today you know uh one of the things that i learned over time is also my job also allows me to do that is that if i'm having a day where i'm really not feeling productive at all i'll just call it a day and i'll not work i'll do something else mm -hmm. and yeah. it's fine and i have the freedom at my job to actually tell people that to say hey you know what today is a bad day um it's fine. Tomorrow I can work some extra hours, you know, so um, my work nowadays is really driven by output. So then I don't need to kind of like count every single hour I work as long as I'm doing yeah. my job. That's uh, nice. So I think it's important for you to kind of think about that. I think most jobs would have that flexibility. Maybe you don't have to be that honest and you have to kind of hide it a bit, you know. Um, but especially with working from home, I think you can manage your own time. So first, if you feel like you need the time, take the morning. Uh, go do something that you really like so for example I go for a walk or I try to kind of like energize myself I always say that if you sit and binge on Netflix that's usually not the best thing to do of course yeah. you can do that but I just would say don't only do that because this is not going to help you yeah like long term um, eat healthy something healthy for you to kind of like if you feel really I'm um, getting sick then just really try to also kind of like nourish your body because then you feel like fresh or something yeah. like that 
and then I think the second thing to push through and you say, no, today, let's say I feel very bad, but it's like a workshop day with my client or <laughs> I, I have this big deadline and I, I cannot run away from this right yeah. now. Um, I think uh, a quick morning routine of kind of like going for a walk, uh, doing a quick meditation, it can be one minute. It doesn't need to be longer than that. Writing down uh, things you're grateful for. And also um, one question that also really helps me is more like, what is going to make today great? And then really like thinking about one thing that you want to get done, just one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then try to stick to that one. Yeah. You know, uh, what I was doing recently um, was also like from um, a podcast I listened to and there was, um, I forgot her name, the one, the one who invented the five second rule, Robinson. Ah, no, Robbins. Robinson. No, Robinson. Yeah, she had this like new... Uh, new book is about, about like a five seconds high five so like you high five yourself <laughs> the mirror in the morning <laughs> and you're like did you do it yeah like I did it for uh, for like a consecutive amount of days especially in the last month the last especially two weeks uh, because I had like a lot of things to deliver etc so and that kind of helped <laughs> it doesn't have to be uh, meditation or maybe sometimes depends on the people the high five like, one is different yeah yeah. yeah yeah it yeah. can be anything right you can dance you can I mean sing whatever you feel like I know you really like music for example so maybe that energizes you right so yeah. it can be anything really yeah. yeah and one thing that is super interesting that now I, I didn't have it before when I was like planning the episode with you but now that you mentioned it because everything is interconnected because you also had such a an amazing you know journey of uh, your own health and how you're paying attention to your gut health and um fitness etc so you know everything is interconnected on your mood on, on your productivity and maybe you can give a testimonial of that like um how did that really affect your your productivity let's say yeah I, I think that's a really interesting one because sometimes people ask me like oh how do you do so many things you go to the gym you eat healthy and I'm like yeah but I think I do that many things because I do those things if that makes any sense mm -hmm. like because I feel like eating eating healthy really makes me like for example when you have a healthy lunch or something you don't have that big dip of energy after lunch mm -hmm. then you're more productive you know or when you exercise then you feel more energized so I think it's really of course it's not about just eating salad I really don't believe in that I think everyone can have bread and whatever I mean if you're not intolerant of course, but, uh, and be happy. So I think it's more about kind of like looking for things that nourish your body. That's yeah. it. Uh, and exercising is very important. It doesn't matter. It can be anything. It can be walking, dancing, CrossFit, whatever you want to do. I don't think it's kind of like you have moving. to go to the gym. Yeah. yeah moving your body. Moving your body. Exactly. We, we, as human beings were made to move. So I think yeah. that's the, this thing, right. That we forget about this sometimes. Yeah. So yeah. And and there are a lot of like recent articles as well about like gut and brain uh, microbiome bacteria super interesting things like oh my god like uh, and you have to really pay attention to that that's uh, was amazing thank you a lot daphne um one of the questions that um i ask to my guests always at the end is if there was like one perspective that you want to challenge people around what would that be that one perspective hmm. I think the perspective that I would like to challenge people around is really like success to you. Wait, let me see. 
Are you back? Yes. <laughs> so you okay. Can start. I think the question was the question was so difficult that even the computer froze. You know, <laughs> like that. It's just fine. Uh, <laughs> just uh, repeated the answer. And then. Well, um, it's okay. I had some more time to rehearse, so it's all good. Um, but actually, the thing that I would challenge people on is the definition of success. So what what I noticed is that a lot of people have a specific definition of oh. I am going to be successful when blah, 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 mm. you know? Um, but actually it's a lot about what actually do you like to do? How do you feel every single day? And mm. um, is actually being like seen by others as someone amazing? Is actually that your definition of success? If so, I would reconsider that. So, yeah. That's an interesting uh, answer. And I, I don't know, I have the feeling that you've been through like a journey of questioning that, right? Am I right? Or I think so. I, I think actually that was how I was raised, let's say, mm. uh, from, from my core. But then I think since like many years ago, this just didn't serve me anymore. And then I noticed that kind of like shining for others doesn't mean anything, you know, because then in the end, you're, you're kind of betraying who you are. Mm. And most of the times to achieve something in life, you actually have to um, go against what people, not against, but kind of like to change perspectives, you need to not please people and that's yeah. really difficult uh yes. and i've been learning a lot of that yeah but then it becomes yeah. exciting because you get used to it so yeah <laughs> yeah 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 i get you i get you and it feels good you know slowly when you do it it feels super hard at the beginning but then slowly it's like you're you're back home to yourself somehow or i don't know how to explain it <laughs> yeah exactly yeah that's exactly it yeah Great. Thanks a lot, Daphne. It was definitely uh, sweet and uh, concise and uh, a lot of insight talking to you. Uh, and thanks a lot for the tips, because I think one of the things that, um, I mean, people who listen to this podcast are um, our generation, basically. So practical tips and like how to do it step by step is one of the important things that I would like to convey there. And you really gave that. So thanks a lot. And no worries and let me know if any questions come up or if there's anything else you want to know i'm happy to share some more uh, resources awesome thanks <laughs>